Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. You know, this is a common statement in the United States. Everybody you talk to, how are you doing? Fine. I'd like to define fine sometime. What that really means in the original language. Because sometimes we're like totally miserable. But we say fine. Give it that fake teeth thing. If you don't have teeth, don't even open your mouth. We give it that fake kind of deal. And we're not fine. Why? Because we're too proud. Or God, there's no use in I give this to you. I mean, why would I give this to you? You don't have a solution for this. Really? Of course he does. In America, we are so prosperous that we get lulled into believing that we don't need anyone else or anything. As a result, when we do need help or are just feeling weak and unsure, we don't reach out to others. We think that we're the only one that has problems. Pastor Mark is reminding us that everyone has problems. Jesus told us so, that we're supposed to be here to hold each other up when hard times come. Pastor Mark will use scripture to instruct us on the proper way that followers of Christ should have toward one another, which will require us to kill our pride. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in 1 Peter chapter 5 with part 3 of his message, God cares about you so humbly trust him with all cares. Well, you know, with some of the stuff that happens in all of our lives, sicknesses, surgeries, all that crazy stuff, divorces, a million things. When I wake up in the morning, pretty much now, I walk early. I have a little something to eat, coffee, a little coffee, not a lot, just a little, and then I walk. And I walk early because I like to be up early. And I take a few moments as I'm walking, and I'll look up to the clouds in the sky. And I'm not talking about the clouds, but I'm actually thinking about God. And when the sun comes up, I go, wow, another day. His mercies are new. This is fantastic, God. And as I'm walking, I'll do this. And I'll begin to talk to God. And I'll do this. Watch me. I'll do this. I'm walking. I just do this. And I, and I talk to God. God, here's, here's my cares today. Here's my worries. Here's my anxiety. Here's things I, I don't know what to do. You know what to do. I just, I just give them to you. I just give them to you. I just give them to you. Now, if I'm doing that... <clears throat> And neighbors are outside. There's two problems. One, and you know, someone come up, new exercise you're practicing? Well, actually, yes. Or they'll come over and go, you're talking, but there's nobody out here. And that is, by the way, a great opportunity to hand them a Christmas invite. Come on now. Of course. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding about that, but I'm kidding. That gives me sometimes even an open door because people are like, he's either on drugs. That's a pastor, isn't he? He's on drugs. 
He's just talking to himself. No, I'm out there. Now, why do I do that? I do that almost every day. I'm not talking to the clouds. I'm talking to God. Very simple. And then I go on to other things as I'm finishing my walk, because my walk is usually 30, 45 minutes. Now, when I'm done with that, why do I, why do, I do that? When I'm doing that, I'm reminding myself of two things. God cares about my cares. And number two, he's all powerful. I can trust him with his sovereign will. He knows what's best for me. The Bible says, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. Would you just turn to your neighbor and say, God cares for me. Come on. God cares for me. Those of you that like to be on Facebook and Twitter and all that, here's the hashtag I want for you. Hashtag, God cares about my cares. I worked a long time to make that together. God cares about my cares, amen? So just hashtag that, and maybe people will respond to you, well, what do you really mean by that? Does God really care? As you go through this, you understand that. This truth, how do I know that God cares? Well, from Genesis to Revelation, it's all over the Bible. He cares for us. But I also know from personal experience, if you've been a Christian any time at all, when you journal in the morning, I use a computer app to journal. And when something really good has happened, God just got me out of a mess or answered a prayer or just helped me get through something. I'll start with the, in the first line or two are always capitalized, automatic by this program. And I can go back three, four, five years since I've been using the computer one, used to do it longhand. I can go back and look for those titles. God helped me with this. This was impossible, but God brought me through. What does that do to my faith when I look at that? Yes. In the new year, we're going to start a new series called Being Led by the Spirit leads to basically a lifestyle with no borders. Wherever the Spirit leads us, we're going to go. And it came off the song Oceans that you're very familiar with. And in that song Oceans, one of the things that hit me in the heart when you sing that song, it says this, God, you've never failed me before, and you're not going to fail me now. Amen. If you look at your history with God, if you're a Christian, he's never failed you. Now he's done things you didn't like, but that was your problem and my problem. And eventually it turned out for good. So here's what I want you to write. Look at what this statement says. Every Christ follower has history with God and knows that God cares for him. I don't have to even read the Bible. I know that he cares for me. In the Psalms, some of you don't remember this, but Psalm 139. Let me read it to you very quickly. God, you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place in the womb. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of those days came to be. See, God cared for you and I when we were nothing more than a gleam in hubby and wife's eyes. It hadn't even happened yet, but he created you. Pastor Mark, all these seven or eight billion people, God cares for all of them? Yes, he does. 
And his ultimate care is for you to submit to him and spend heaven with him forever. That's his plan. And he knew you and he planned for you. Think about that. Before you were born, God planned the details of your life way before you were born to do good works, to accomplish his plans and his purposes. You and I were created to be in a personal relationship with God. Now, why would Peter write that, that God cares for you? Well, he walked with Jesus for three and a half years. What did he see when he walked with Jesus? Well, they came one day to a leper. What do you do with a leper in those days? Just gather them, hug them? No, you never touch them. Unclean, unclean, get away from me. Oh, Jesus goes right up, heals him. He cared. What about the woman? But basically unclothed in front of Jesus, caught in the act of adultery. What did Jesus do? Your sins are forgiven. Go and sin no more. He cared. One day, as Jesus had healed a man in the synagogue, and they were in Capernaum, and when you went across from that, we walk right where it is. Here's the synagogue. And you walk like right next door. Here's Peter's mother-in-law's house. And what did Jesus do on that day? He healed her. He healed her. So when you watch this, Jesus was basically always showing that he cared for people. Now, how about specifically for Peter? One day, Jesus got into Peter's boat. They'd been fishing all night, caught nothing. Jesus got into Peter's boat so he could speak to the crowd. The crowd was so big, he had to use the boat and back it up. And Peter was fine with that. Then after the crowd was taken care of, Jesus taught them. He said to Peter, take the boat out deeper into the water. Now, we don't know exactly how Peter responded to this, but probably in his mind, he's saying this. I'm the fisherman. You're the teacher. Why am I doing that? There was nothing there last night. But he took it out, and he, Jesus said, put your nets on this side, and they had to get another boat to come and bring all the fish in. What does that show you? God cares for us. How about another time? Storm is going. Disciples think they're going to drown. Here comes Jesus walking down the water. And what does he say to Peter? Peter, come out. Peter gets out of the boat and starts walking on water until he goes. And Jesus let Peter drown. How do I know that isn't true? Because you couldn't have read his book. (laughs) Of course he didn't let him drown. Now he challenged him. Do you remember? He said, oh, you of little faith, Peter. You did good, but little faith. But he saved him. Now, don't laugh at Peter. Jesus didn't say it, but I think he's thinking about it. He's saying to the other 11 disciples, Peter has little faith. You have none faith. You never even got out of the boat. Aren't you glad for God's grace? He tried at least. And he knew that God cared for him. And the reason he's writing this book, because over those 30 years, he learned the importance of grace that we will never be totally right. We can't be prideful that way. Now, some of you don't understand sheep and shepherds. You don't understand leadership in a church at all. You don't understand the role. But look at this picture. When you see the sheep, people are sheep. I'm a sheep, but I'm also a shepherd. And I'm an under-shepherd under God. When you see these sheep, there's the three enemies. These three animals that just want to kill the sheep. I want you to think about those three animals as your worries and your cares and your anxieties. You see, when you look at that, 
there's still a shepherd in the picture. Someone has said, the next time you can't sleep, don't count sheep. Talk to the shepherd and commit your problems to him because he cares. Say it with me. For you. He cares for you. Now, I want you to do something very different. I'm going to give you less than a minute to do it. If you're not writing notes, I want you to just think about these two things. I want you to think of maximum two worries that you have on your list. Anxieties, people, physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, relational. I want you to just, in your mind, if you're not writing notes, if you're not writing notes, I want you to think about those two things. Because at the end of the service, we're going to pray for those. If you have a notepad, write down. Nobody else is looking. This is for you. You say, oh, Pastor Mark, I really don't ever have any anxieties and worries. Good. If you'll just stand, I'll let you finish the teaching, and I'll go sit out there with the normal people. There isn't anybody in this room, believer or unbeliever, that doesn't have anxieties and worries and cares. Nobody. Zero. Impossible. Doesn't happen. In this world, we're going to have trouble, and we all have it. So I want you to write it down. And we'll come back to that just before I close the service. Here's why I want you to write that down. Because sometimes we think, if I give it to God, then it's going to be off of our mind. That's the goal. But sometimes it isn't. As I said, we take it back. And the battle is always where? It's in the mind. It comes back to it. So Satan knows this. If we keep our cares or they come back to us, there's going to be a problem in my life. Here it is. And we never, this is new to me this week as I studied. Look at this. Cares and worries that we keep, or we're not sure God's going to answer them, they become a distraction in our lives, and we lose focus. See, you and I are here to expand the kingdom of God. You and I are here to serve other people. You and I are here to take care of other people's problems, because I've given mine to God. But if I don't do that, our minds are constantly thinking. You know what that looks like. If my mind is constantly thinking on a problem, and it goes like this, listen, you lay down at night, what will the test show? What will, will my marriage survive? What about next month's bills? Where's the money going to come from? Am I on that layoff list? Will our children ever come back to God? You see, all those things are going And if you've ever had physical issues, you understand that. You go in and you have a test, some kind of a test. And what what are you waiting for from the doctor's office? A good report. And it goes a day and two days and three days. And you're going, "Uh uh-oh. And of course, we never think about it again, do we? No, we think about it all the time. I had a test the other day. I went over to Gateway. They kind of know me over Gateway. And I went over and uh, I signed in for the test, just a little test. And I'm looking for a place to sit. And there was a guy here, a guy here, and there was an empty seat. So I just sat in the middle. I sat down and the guy looks at me and says, hey, Pastor Mark. <laughs> Excuse me, Pastor Mark? Both sides. So I prayed with him, prayed with him. I loved it. It was wonderful. It was great. And I walked to the door and the, the girl come out, the technician, to do my test. Mark Balmer. Right up. I get back there and she says, How you doing this morning, Pastor Mark? <laughs> Listen, God cares for us. How good is that to have somebody that's a Christian doing the test? And she knows me. She, I know you say, Well, that's just a coincidence. No, that's our God. 
that cares for the little details of life. Do you ever remember, you older people will know, the younger people will have no clue. Her name was Ethel Waters. It was Billy Graham Crusades. She's a black lady with a smile as big as like whatever. And she was so filled with the spirit. You remember the song she sang? I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. His eye is on the sparrow. And I know he watches me. Wow. And the crowd would light up like crazy. It's all about one thing. God cares for me. Wow. So if I'm focusing on the test or this or that, I'm useless in the kingdom. And that's why I have to take my mind off of that. This is where humility and trust are connected. Why would I sometimes not want to transfer my cares to God? Well, because I'm too proud to ask. You know, this is a common statement in the United States. Everybody you talk to, how are you doing? Fine. I'd like to define fine sometimes. <laughs> what that really means in the original language. Because sometimes we're like totally miserable. But we say, fine. Give it that fake teeth thing. If you don't have teeth, don't even open your mouth. <laughs> we give it that fake kind of deal. And we're not fine. Why? Because we're too proud. Or, God, there's no use in I give this to you. I mean, why would I give this to you? You don't have a solution for this. Really? Of course he does. I want you to see this. Write this down. We transfer our cares to God through prayer. That's how we do it. Peter and Paul were friends. And Peter definitely knew about a verse I'm going to ask you to turn to. Look at Philippians chapter 4. Just turn to Philippians. You'll see right where it is. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. This is a powerful verse. Remember, in the Bible, as you go through the Bible, sometimes people say, well, why should we pray? Well, you're going to see in a moment. It's commanded that we pray. The Bible never says, oh, if you pray, it says when you pray. What is prayer? Prayer is simply two-way conversation with God. It's not special words. When I'm out walking and I'm giving God and I'm telling him these two things, I'm just giving them to him. I'm using regular language because that's what God does. He, he's not interested in King James. Use your own natural language just to speak to him. So why? Look what Paul writes. Do not be anxious. This is the hard part about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Here's what I want you to write. Worry about no thing. Worry means to be anxious, to be pulled in two different directions. You see, there's worry stuff always going into our minds. None of us lives without anxiety. None of us lives without cares and worries in our lives. But sometimes it's like this story. I heard about a husband and wife who were awakened in the middle of the night by someone stirring downstairs in their kitchen. So the husband got up and he got there. He sees a man with a mask stealing all kinds of stuff. And the husband says, sir, are you a burglar? And I'm thinking, why would he ask that? And the man says, yes, I am. And the husband responded, could I ask a favor? Would you please come upstairs with me for a moment? I want you to meet my wife. She's been expecting seeing you for the last 30 years. A stupid joke. But you know that most things we worry about, finish it, never happen. See, I didn't have to teach you that. And yet, what do we do? We worry. We worry. Now, I also know these two things from my life. 
you do too. Worrying, notice, solves nothing and accomplishes nothing. Look on the overhead. Solves nothing and accomplishes nothing. Next, worry negatively affects us spiritually, emotionally, and physically. So many people are in hospitals, not from physical, but from worry, anxiety, and cares that are never going to happen, but they are obsessed with them. That's why Paul says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God who can handle it all. So what does he say? Look at this. Pray about everything. That's why we give these things to God. We just don't go to God with just prayer and anxiety and cares. We go to prayer later in a moment. You'll see with praise and adoration to God. Now, prayer maintains that personal relationship. You see, if you're going to have a relationship with a person, there has to be communication. That's how we communicate with our God. Somebody said to me a couple of weeks ago, they came up and got saved. He said, I came to this church because I see you're not about religion. No, religion is man trying to work his way up to God. I'm good enough. I'm good enough. Don't need you, but I'm good enough. I'm good enough. We don't believe in religion. We're not into religion. We're into relationship. God, I need you. I need your help. And that young man accepted the Lord. He said, I see the difference. I see the difference. See, that relationship needs to be maintained. What does it? Prayer does it. Here's one more big thing. Prayer is God's way of providing what you need. That's why I give it to God. Listen to this verse. You do not have because you don't ask God. I've been there. You've been there. Sometimes I need wisdom and I'm trying to work it through my experience, all this other people. And I stop and go, uh, I never even asked God for the wisdom. I'm trying to solve it myself. How crazy is that? So can I just say to you this morning, prayer is the way that we transfer our needs to God. But look at verse six again in the end. But in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Here's the way that looks. We transfer our cares to God with thankful prayers. As I'm walking, I'll usually remind myself, God, here you are. Can't handle them. Need help. I'm trusting you. I know you care for me. I'm giving it to you. And by the way, I'm thanking you because I know the answer is going to come. It's going to be the perfect answer. I I have to confess, I probably won't like the time, but I'm going to wait on you. It's okay. You say, well, you wouldn't say that to God. Well, he already knows what I'm doing. It's like God going, really? No, he knows. He knows we're just clay and flesh and we just, he knows we're failed people. That's why I love God's grace. He knows that I'm struggling with it. Listen to these verses. Cast your burden on the Lord. He will sustain you. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. In today's message, Pastor Mark talked about prayer. He explained what it is and why Christ followers need to make it an integral part of their lives. Jesus reminded us that we don't have things we need because we don't ask God the Father for them. God's love for us and His desire to bless us was spoken about again, as well as the fact that He wants to take all our cares away. We 
We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. This is the last portion of the message, God cares about you, so humbly trust Him with all cares. Next time, we'll begin the next message, which is living hope in and beyond the battle. Pastor Mark will teach on the reality of spiritual warfare in our everyday lives. We'll learn more about Satan and how he tries to steal, kill, or destroy the life we have in Christ. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right.